the corner of the room. I'm Ellie, and today we are talking to Cece of Cece Art Cafe, an incredible illustrator from New York City who creates beautiful vignettes of daily life for her characters. We talked about her journey of incorporating her Chinese heritage into her work, the effort of making art that comes from a place of joy, and about how 100% can look a little different every day. I'm also going to have a content warning here for this episode. We talk about experiences of racism, um, the complexities of mental health, and also experiences with depression. So please take care of yourself when listening. As always, you can support the show on patreon.com slash corner of the room. And now here is Cece of Cece Art Cafe. Hello, Cece. Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi. Um, I am Cecile. You can also call me Cece. That's generally what I go by on the internet. Um, but I am a illustrator and artist that's based in New York City. Um, mostly I draw cute things that hopefully bring people joy. I also make uh, crafts. <laughs> I do a lot of crafting. So I make crafts. like clay earrings. I make. I do a lot of knitting. I do a lot of crocheting. A lot of fiber arts, but the fiber arts are mostly for me, not for like general sale. They're um, so intricate too; <laughs> like they go so hard. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Is there anything else I need to say? I use she/her pronouns. Oh my god, I always forget to say I no, use she/her. Oh, thank pronoun. you. Oh my god, yes. Um, no, I deeply appreciate you remembering because I'm really bad about remembering too. Um, thank you for saying. Um, yeah. So. I wanted to talk to you, I mean, primarily because I think your art is wonderful, and I also think um, that you tie a lot of, you can correct me if I'm if I'm ever wrong, but I feel like you tie a lot of your family's history into your art, and mm -hmm. a lot of your personal story too, which I think is really, really wonderful. Um, and also because your art is just adorable. Like, oh my God, <laughs> it feels like a hug. Looking at your art just feels like a hug for my eyeballs, which sounds terrible, but I mean that in a, in a really lovely way. It's just such a joy to behold. Um, I have I have a couple of your things uh, staring at me from my desk right now. Um, but uh, I would love to go to the very beginning and hear about where your love of creating art came from. Yeah, so I started drawing like most people do when, when they're, well, not most, but like a lot of people do when they're very little, mm -hmm. you know, like one of those pastimes that your parent gives you to help keep you occupied mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're yeah. like, when you're like three or four, mm -hmm. right? So that's basically, that's when I started drawing. And um, my mom likes to say that she knew that I had a talent for art from that age because I never drew stick figures. <laughs> she said that when I started drawing, I automatically like gave like necks and legs thickness. Oh, oh my God. Amazing. And, and that was her signifier. She was like, I knew from then I love that, that you would be good at art. I love that that's your mom's standard for like a successful artist is, mm -hmm. <laughs> is well, she draws necks. So <laughs> she's got what it takes. I like your mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started drawing from a very young age and it was one of the few things that I like really liked. I think part of the reason I really liked it was because my parents were very supportive of my art. Mm. Um, I had very strict parents, like 
pretty classic. So I didn't say this before, but I'm I'm Asian American. I'm Canadian Chinese technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so I have pretty classic Asian parents. You know, they're like very strict. They always demanded the best from me. They always like expected straight A's. My screen just turned off. Hold on. <laughs> um, yeah. So my parents always demanded a lot from me. But one of the few things that they were always very like like supportive and gave me a lot of compliments on was drawing Mm. um and then when i was living in china so i lived in china from ages 7 to 13 um my dad enrolled me in after school drawing classes oh wow yeah so i was learning to draw still lifes and um like how to draw people and anatomy and like the ratios of faces and whatever that's so cool (laughs) um so I was I was learning to do that after school. Uh, at first, it was once a week, and then I added on a class on Saturdays after I stopped doing ballet. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I did. I just I never really stopped. The only time where I took a pause for from drawing was in college, mm. because I went to a very rigorous college. Oh, I um, see. What did you study? And I studied architecture. Oh, oh, we've talked about this. That's right. Yes, because my father yeah. is also an architect. Yeah, we've discussed this. So I thought that architecture would be like a, co- a com- combining my interests, right? Because I was good at math, you know, mm-hmm. classic Asian child. <laughs> and <laughs> I defy all the stereotypes. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought it would combine like my interest in math and in art. Mm-hmm. Um, but architecture really doesn't do that. No. <laughs> it's not really math and art. But I didn't know that until I was already, like, too deep into the program. Too late. Oh, no. And then by then it was like, well, I got to stick it out because I'm not I'm not staying in college for an extra year, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Architecture <laughs> students go, like, just too hard, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, shout out to architecture students for doing the most, but it's too much. <laughs> it's absolutely too much. It's so much. But yeah, so after I graduated college, I moved to New York um, for my job, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of free time again, right? Because, um, you know, when you're in college, well, not everyone's college experience is like this, but my <laughs> college experience was very much like 24-7, constantly doing work. I didn't really sleep that much. I didn't really have, like, time to eat, let alone, like, draw. Oof. Right. So after I graduated, I suddenly had all this time. I worked a nine to six. I came home, I ate dinner, and then I had like the rest of the night. Oh I had gosh. weekends off. Incredible. And one of the things that I decided to do instead of just like going out into the city all the time, because New York is a very expensive city, um, was I started drawing again. Um, and then now we're here. Are you, you're full time, correct? I am full time now. Uh, what, what was the point where you started? kind of thinking that this might become a full-time thing so I think um when I started my little art business like on Etsy Mm -hmm. I was like this is just a fun side hobby right Mm -hmm. which I feel like a lot of artists are like that yes yes Um, especially when you start on Etsy like there's so much competition on Etsy and stuff very much like like, oh, this is just for fun, you know? Like, if people buy things, it's nice. If people don't buy things, like, I can put food on the table. I'm working a full-time job. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really started to think about it more when my Patreon started growing. I started my Patreon in 2019. Wow. Maybe? That was four I think year, that was four years ago, CC. Mm hmm. Oh, God. So I started my Patreon and it grew pretty quickly, mm -hmm. um, especially I think the minute that my Patreon hit um, over a thousand dollars every month, mm -hmm. I was like, OK, this could actually be a thing. Like once mm -hmm. it starts covering my rent, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. maybe this <laughs> could be a full time thing. Right. It gets very real. Yeah. Um. Which I know rent is different everywhere, but in New York, rent is very high. So mm -hmm. <laughs> when it was at a thousand, it was not covering my rent. But yeah, I was, I was like, gonna say it's getting closer. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's and like then... a feasible amount. It's like it's mm -hmm. getting it's it's more than not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so I started really kind of thinking about how how that could be possible. Um, there is another hiccup in this whole situation because I'm not American. Mm. Um, I needed to have a green card. Mm -hmm. So I never really even, like, I, I, I kind of dreamed about the idea of doing it full time, but I never really thought it would be actually possible mm -hmm. until after I had a green card. Mm -hmm. And then in 2020, I got laid off from my first job that I had moved to New York for. Oh, my God. Um, because of COVID. Yeah. Um, I got another job, which was very lucky. Um, and that job got me a green card, my second job. And that second job was very much like a limited time thing. It was it like, like they hired me for a specific project. Once the project was done, I knew I was going to be on my own. Um, but at that point, I was like, I have the green card. I actually am making enough on Patreon to cover my rent. Not much else. I'm still not covering much else on my Patreon. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mostly rent and, like, taxes. <laughs> Which, to be fair, that goes a long way. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. any artist is listening to this and is like, ah, damn, like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, I got really lucky, I think, with Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, also, if there's background noise. I live by a train line. Oh, you're totally fine. I discussed this. So with... I'm not sure if that. Oh no no, if I that can't gets hear picked it. up. No, I can't hear. Oh okay. It but also, I discussed this with Marianne, and we agreed it's like it's like part of the New York artist vibe a little bit. You know, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like the because like I could hear the train a little bit in in the background or like a siren. I think it was a siren, mm -hmm. and she was like, "No, this is like the Brooklyn artist experience," and I agree. Yeah, so it's, it adds. We like, don't get all the sirens here. <laughs> It's we don't like, get a lot of sirens in my part of New York, but we do get a lot of trains. It's like an atmosphere thing, you know. It's like building building the scene <laughs> of your mm -hmm. of your success, and that just happens to include train noises. So we we yes, we my lead to it. infinite success. I I would argue that it's an inf it's infinite success. I you are very successful from where I sit, but um, <laughs> but uh, I I'm really glad you brought up your parents actually because I. Do do either of your parents do art? Like, do you know why they were so supportive um, no. of it? So, like... my my parents are from from China. Mm -hmm. Like, like they moved straight from China, mm -hmm. well, to France and then to Canada, mm -hmm. um, and that's how they that was their immigration story. Um, but my so my dad is from a very rural area of China, and he like our whole family on that side as like farmers and factory workers mm -hmm. um so pretty poor um very rural kind of you know that whole situation and then my mom um 
Her story is very complicated. I'm not going to get into it, but it's very <laughs> That's okay. That's It's a real it's very complicated, but she wasn't an artist, um but her I think her uncle was an artist mm -hmm. and her dad was an architect. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Um but I never got to meet them because they passed away before I uh, was born. Mm -hmm. So we have artists like in the family kind of, but not recently if that makes sense have they ever told you why they were so supportive of it because you, you you expressed some surprise <laughs> when when explaining um, that to me i'm not really sure honestly i think it's quite funny actually because um i feel like sometimes my mom can seem a little bit disappointed in the way that my life has gone <laughs> um because you know i'm not like a high earning you know <laughs> lawyer or whatever yeah <laughs> you know yeah. um like i'm not making a ton of money i'm an artist trying my very best mm -hmm. um and i feel like sometimes my mom can be a little bit disappointed in that but also like art was the only thing she ever complimented me <laughs> on <laughs> you know like like if i brought home a good grade um in like math or whatever she'd be like okay that's fine <laughs> <laughs> like that's expected you know yeah oh so that was like the standard of operations and so you mm -hmm. doing art was like maybe going above and beyond a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, like uh... school grades an, an a in school grades was very much like that's what you're supposed to be getting like gotcha. what do you mean you got a b plus in english how dare you yeah <laughs> i see <laughs> you know but like art was not part of like the rigorous academia that my parents kind of expected for me mm. I see. So it was more like, oh, that's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, both of both of my parents were also extremely supportive of me doing art when I was growing up. Um, and it's, mm -hmm. it, I didn't realize until I got older how much that really matters. Like, I definitely took it for granted when I was younger. Because um, mm -hmm. I just thought, but both of my parents are artists. Um, and so I thought that was just how families were when I when I was growing up was that everybody was just making things all the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I didn't realize until I got a lot older that that makes actually a really big difference. Um, mm -hmm. Like growing up hearing that that's like a good thing that you're doing, and um, it's almost like complimenting your children and giving them positive reinforcement is good for their growth. It's a shocker, isn't it? It really absolutely is absolutely shocking. Just confounding to me um this very very difficult to come across information <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah my who hot take who is be nicer to your kids as someone who was once a kid <laughs> who would think who would think truly uh astounding um mm -hmm. but yeah i because i think every parent sees like the <laughs> sees like the random shapes that you draw in preschool and it's like oh that's nice honey and puts it on the fridge but, <laughs> but like the further normalization of like actually complimenting you on it consistently and like mm -hmm. insinuating that there is some skill involved to it I think kind of uh made it stand out in my brain as like an option that I could pursue later if I thought mm -hmm. about it I don't think my parents ever like encouraged me to do that one way or the other um and I didn't want to but um yeah yeah I, totally my well my parents were very much like 
art is just a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> a hobby that you're, that I'm very good at, um, <laughs> but just a hobby. <laughs> well, you've made amazing things <laughs> and, <laughs> and done incredibly well. Um, so I'm glad that they I'm glad that they complimented you on it and mm-hmm. at least told mm-hmm. you to keep doing it. Um, so a lot of the themes in your work tie back to your heritage and mm-hmm. I would I would really like to hear more about that. Is that something that's always been the case or was that kind of a more active decision as you had been doing art for a long time? It was definitely a more active decision to start drawing more things that incorporated my Chinese heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Uh, a little bit of history about me is like I grew up in China until I turned 13 and then I went to boarding school in the U.S. in Connecticut. Mm. And when and it was like a, it was, a you know, private wealthy school. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of imagine what it looked like. In Connecticut, yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> in Connecticut, yes. Um, and so for most of my adolescence, like from high school and not actively in college, but I, but probably kind of back in like in the back of my head, um, I very much kind of tried to hide that I was a minority mm. um, because I like I, I actively didn't ever wear red oh interesting which apparently is very common with um asian americans oh um but a lot like i actively didn't wear red because red was associated as a chinese color Mm. um i i tried really hard to assimilate i didn't really talk about like being chinese ever Mm. and things like that so I think also because I was like I had moved just moved across the entire globe. Yeah, of course. So at that age, like by myself. Imagine. Yeah. So I was trying really hard to like you know be one of be the same as everybody else and like like kind of hide who I was and yeah. you know it's like pretty normal teenage things. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like a rough age anyway. But mm-hmm. that on top of just what I like what I think is universally just like pretty much the worst age imaginable <laughs> like, <laughs> like on top of that 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 sounds like a lot to deal with at that point mm-hmm. in your life and then I started be- I started kind of embracing my my Asian-ness mm-hmm. I guess a little bit more in college because I was part of a dance team <gasps> um specifically Asian dance oh my god that's amazing um, and it was really fun it oh. wasn't it was like it was very much a hobby kind of thing but it was one of the very few things that I had outside of like architecture school i was gonna say i'm really <laughs> proud of you for having a hobby while you were in architecture school it like was, that's truly it was like three hours a week i'm so impressed know? right now <laughs> i learned choreo amazing and then i would perform it at the end of the semester that's incredible <laughs> we would sell tickets it was really fun um so i kind of started to embrace that more also because i so my my school that i went to was pretty heavily asian okay um Fun fact, my mom went to the international, like, parents orientation of my college Mm -hmm. when she dropped me off, Mm -hmm. and they told her that actually she was not a minority um, at at my college because there are so many Asians. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Which is so funny. Yes. 
Because I went to school in America. (laughs) I feel like I need to preface that. Like, you literally went away (laughs) to another country and and somehow managed to make it work here. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Um, So I started embracing that a little bit more. And I think, um, especially around 2020, um, I started to draw a lot more Asian things um, because of COVID. Yeah. Um, So if you are in america i think mm, i think it's yes. it pretty it happens like pretty much all over america but in new york and in, and in san francisco i would say um there was a lot of hate crimes against yeah. asian people um because for some reason people decided that covid was the fault of asian mm-hmm. people um and that all asian people were obviously from the same mm-hmm. place because that's how yes. asia works as a continent yes all of asia is from the exact same yes country yes <laughs> same place um... yeah so there's a lot of hate crimes against um asian people especially east asian looking people mm-hmm. um and so i started drawing a lot of uh asian things because i was trying to fundraise um for asian american organizations in new york Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, before I went full time every year I would do at least one or two charity stickers um, yeah. I don't do it as much anymore because honestly I need the cash yeah I remember you making those though I, I remember mm-hmm. those they were really beautiful yeah and then once I started doing that it was like kind of like this dam opened and I would, like wanted to make Asian stuff That's like, I wanted to make things that were specifically Chinese was that really cathartic? Like, was that, was that like something that you that kind of led to you exploring different iconography a little bit more? Or yeah, I think it was that, and also because I feel like in America there's a lot of um, celebrating of certain Asian things and less of other Asian things. Ooh, can you give an example? If that makes sense? Yeah. Like for example, one one example that I always come back to is like how when you go to an Asian restaurant, mm. if you think about Chinese food, you think cheap food. Mm, like takeout. Right? Out, you think like yeah. takeout, you think Panda Express, you think like um 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 what are they called? stir-fried noodles oh yeah like like Like, you know like really cheap kind of greasy food yeah but when you think of expensive asian food you think of japanese food you think of sushi Mm. and i think that culturally in america we tend to um this is this is this comes into a lot of like history and like soft power of specific countries and like global issues Mm -hmm. but there is a lot more promotion of like japanese things as like better Mm. than chinese things and now there's a lot more promotion of korean things because of k-pop oh interesting Mm -hmm. yeah for which i think is all really cool like i am happy for the korean americans and Mm -hmm. their k-pop and like the promotion of korean cool korean things you know and like cool japanese things i'm all for it but like i don't want I don't want Chinese things to be like the cheap thing. Yeah. Well, and it's like, right? that's one of those things where it seems like there would be room for everyone to be celebrated, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's completely different cultures with completely different, you know, backgrounds and histories. And there's no reason why you can't celebrate all of them instead yeah. of just a few of them. 
So I think that's why I like when I draw Asian things, I'm I am specifically drawing Chinese things, and I want them to feel elevated. I want them to feel special and like like expensive and fancy because I think that a lot of Chinese things are really beautiful and really wonderful, and I think it's really awful that there is this perception of like, oh, if it's made in China, it's bad,、mm. or if it's made by a Chinese person, it's like poorly made, or it's like a sweatshop or whatever. Like、yeah. I think. I think that that perception there there's very much that perception in America and、yeah. it bothers me so much. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense. What are what are some of your favorite things to draw in that vein? I have recently been really into drawing porcelain. Oh, that's lovely. I've been really into painting porcelain、um, because I actually so I actually just went to Europe. Yeah. Pretty recently,、uh, my husband and I got married, and we did a big honeymoon trip in Europe. I'm so glad. And we went to a couple museums. To <laughs> we went to a couple museums, and a a lot of those museums in Europe have sections of just porcelain, and they're specifically Chinese porcelain.、Um, the original porcelain that got brought back from Asia was Chinese, and then eventually, I think Japanese porcelain was like cheaper to 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 import, so they started importing Japanese porcelain.、Mm. But I feel like. Like the original Chinese porcelain kind of had that that air of like expensiveness,、mm. you know, because like the rich people imported it back to Europe. <laughs> 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 so I've been really into painting porcelain lately. Is that like um, because recently you did a piece with like、uh, teacups and boba, and there was like some kettles in there too. I think with like bamboo、mm-hmm. candles. Was that is that what you're talking about with the porcelain? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. loved that. I loved that so much. With like the,、um, the blue on white is so pretty. Hmm. It's like the classic like Chinese China porcelain、mm. aesthetic, and I've I've been really into painting tea, but that's just because I like tea. That's that's very yes. That that is definitely what I associate you with is is all of the tea that you draw because I really I really like tea. Like I like bubble tea. Yes. I like box tea. I like all tea.、Uh, what's your favorite tea? I um for a steeped tea, I really like um. 洞顶乌龙 which means like frozen peak oolong tea, um, and then for like a casual drink, I just like boba man. I love. Oh, what's your boba order? I feel like we've talked about this before, but、mm-hmm. I I don't remember what you said. I have two go-to boba orders.、Okay. Um, I have so if if you are in an area that has a Mister Wish,、mm. <laughs> shout out to Mister Wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list of places that I need to go. I don't think we have one here, but I've heard I've heard many wondrous stories about it. Yeah, the Mister Wish here. Well, Mister Wish is I think in Virginia and in New York and maybe、oh. some other places.、Um, but they have a peach tea that has like <gasps> actual chunks of peach in it,、uh, and I love it.、I'm、I get that with with the pearls and then no sugar, no ice. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. I always because get,、um, I always get peach as well.、Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, so I get no sugar, no ice because、um, the peach tea is already sweet from the peaches,、mm-hmm. um, and then no ice so you can maximize the tea. Yes, classic. And then the other the other order that I usually do is just a classic like milk tea with boba pearls, and then if it if it's that, then I do thirty percent sugar. I'm. Really regretting not getting boba before this interview now.、Um, <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. 
Yeah, there's you gotta a, come to New York. I am planning on it. You have no clue how. Like, there's so many people I want to see. There's so much stuff I want to do. So many art supply stores that I want to go to. For one thing, we'll take you on a boba crawl. Oh, God, can you? Oh my God, the dream. Honestly, <laughs> a boba crawl, and then the next day we'll do an ice cream crawl. Oh my gosh, stop! I will simply perish. <laughs> I will simply pass away from joy. Oh my gosh. And then in between ice creams, we'll go to different art supply stores so that we don't like completely pass out from need, all the ice cream. I need to be substantially more rich before I go on this trip, but <laughs> I should probably start by having a job. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is something I am actively working towards. I so desperately want to come to New York and see you all because I'm uh, for yes, all of those reasons and just to hang out. Um, you've done a lot of really cool projects and also you mentioned before that you're a crafter and I feel like that is kind of selling yourself short because I don't think I've ever met somebody who just like picks up new mediums like you do and then just goes really, really hard. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's so much that you can do. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. Um. Because you, you crochet for yourself some, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. I also knit. Yes, and you knit. And I, you just, oh, and you started doing keycaps recently too, right? Mm-hmm. How is that going? My little clay keycaps? Yes. They're really fun to make. The first one I made was kind of really hard. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure out the thickness of the clay. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to ask. I feel like technically this is such a weird process. Yeah, well, basically the way you make, the way that I make the keycaps is I get keycap blanks. Okay. Um, and then you just, like, cover them in clay and then mm -hmm. put, like, other things on it to make it look like characters or whatever you want to make it look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first keycap I ever made is on my key keyboard right now. But it's a little Totoro keycap. And yes. I had to sand it down after oh, I had no. baked it because it was too thick. It oh, like no. I put it on the keyboard and I couldn't press it down because Oh no. <laughs> because it just it, it, it was not the right fit. Oh, but no. like once I figured out how to actually properly roll out the clay in order to make it like still usable, <laughs> it was it was easy. It's easy going from there. It's so cool. Is illustration sort of where your heart is, where you think you'll kind of always stay? Or is are you the type of person who likes to kind of move around between mediums? I think that illustration... There's a dog. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really distracted. No, you're fine. Um, I think that illustration's very much like my comfort place. Um, although I did switch from, I used to do mostly traditional art, like mostly watercolors. Um, mm, and I now I pretty much only draw digitally. I don't think I knew that you started with watercolors. Was it just, mm -hmm. what was your reason for switching? Portability, honestly. Yeah. Just like ease, yeah, of, like... ease of distribution. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just like, I really like watercolors, but, um, Digital art, like I, because I used to draw on an iPad. Yeah. And I can bring an iPad anywhere. Yes. And watercolors, you have to, I mean, watercolors are pretty portable for an art medium. Yes. Yes. But like, you still have to have like a thing of water and you have to clean your brushes and like whatever. 
right? Terrible Whereas an iPad and an Apple Pencil is just, there's no cleanup. Yeah. You have everything at your fingertips. Yeah, and like um, for me, it definitely me with me with my ADHD brain like the more steps that are removed between me and like printing something or making a product the more likely I am to actually make it yeah I really enjoy traditional art I really love it but I am finding like other ways that I can do kind of quote-unquote traditional art without actually like doing the whole well and your um paints and I have stuff. Uh, I have your I have one of your screen prints um on my wall actually behind my monitor and really which love one it. The uh, it was the New Year one that you did. Mm, my first one. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it so much. Um, I got. Yeah, one I've of been your... really into doing, doing those those block prints. Yeah, they're wonderful. I absolutely love them. I got one of the B grade ones because I have this weird emotional attachment to B grade things, <laughs> where I get really worried that they won't have a home. <laughs> Oh, so I really love getting B grade things so that I can I can love them. I'm looking. Sorry, I'm I'm like holding it and looking at it because I haven't like held it and looked at it closely in a little bit. Um, so it's it's a couple fish and mm -hmm. a very cute little bunny. What made you want to try doing block prints? Um, actually, it's because I did a table. I did a craft fair with Marianne. Mm -hmm. Um, last December, mm -hmm. and she had these mini block prints that she did. Oh, um, I think right. of like moons. Yes, I remember them. They're beautiful. And I was like, I could do that <laughs> because okay, my toxic trait. Oh my god, is, yeah. Is that I look at things and yep. I'm like, I can do that. Yep. This. Yep. This is why That's just, we're kindred spirits. Literally, I look at anything. Yes. And I'm like, I could do that. Yes, literally anything. Like absurd things even mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like that has to be I wonder if that kind like artists kind of have to be that way sometimes though to be fair like I like I think I would get really easily intimidated if I wasn't like that a little bit because <laughs> yeah I think it's like a creativity thing mm -hmm. like if you're a creative person you're kind of also like you know I feel like I could do that like I could figure it out yeah like I'll make it work eventually. Like yeah. I'll, I'll make that look. I'll make that look good. And then like, because I'm me, if it's not perfect the first time, I have a meltdown. But, uh, <laughs> but then I, but then I try again <laughs> eventually. Yeah, I think I have. So I have this combination of of traits where I um look at things and I'm like I could do that, mm -hmm. and also I'm really not afraid of being bad at a craft. Oh, that's such a wonderful trait to have. I'm so it's jealous that you have that trait. Something I've noticed that like a lot of people maybe don't have. Mm -hmm. I I'm terrified of being bad at other things. Just not but hard. if it's craft related, I like I have this like unbridled confidence that's amazing i love that I have you. this bizarre i'm like not a very confident person <laughs> but with craft things i'm like i could do that i love i i wish that on every artist that i know and love honestly because i'm honestly really thrilled to hear that you have that trait because that makes me really happy i don't i don't know where it came from honestly like if I could, if I could bottle this up and sell it to people, I would. It's it's wonderful, <laughs> you honestly. Know? <laughs> I, I I really want to go back to talking about like iconography and your artwork and stuff because mm -hmm. you mentioned porcelain. Um, are there any other pieces that really stick out in your mind of like 
it's mm, a good way to phrase this, but something something that you felt really proud of in terms of representing your Chinese heritage, something that you know you enjoy showing um, off to people, or that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a it. big theme in my art is I like to draw like vignettes of of like joyful moments in time. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I have so I have all my little animal characters, and they're usually like doing things together. Yes. Um, I love and them. one of the things that I really like having them do is go to a convenience store. And it's always specifically an Asian convenience store, like that. a Chinese convenience store or a Taiwanese convenience store. Mm -hmm. um, so there is an illustration that I did last May for a Heritage Month mm -hmm. where I had my characters in a Taiwanese convenience store. There's like all of these Asian snacks. Um, there's uh, like tea eggs that you can buy and like roasted sweet potatoes. And it's just very specifically like a like an asian east asian convenience yeah. store kind of yeah moment yeah and i feel like that illustration didn't actually do that well on social media i was like back in that was really deep in my like um like instagram was not helping me out yeah absolutely <laughs> at that time yeah um, it's like the constant so that post kind of got buried uh but I, I really love that illustration. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and then I kind of, I repainted it, um, but, like, slightly different for my calendar that I did last year. Um, it's the May illustration in my calendar. It's a boba shop, but it's, like, basically the same illustration. <laughs> <laughs> and I always have a Siamese cat. He's selling his little, he's selling his little tea eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Sesame. <laughs> I want this and cat. she's a little Siamese cat and she runs her own little um Asian convenience store. <laughs> Do uh cuz you have a couple different characters. You have a little red panda as well that I really love. I think did mm -hmm. I I drew your red panda at one point, didn't I? Like a long time ago. I think so, yeah. I did like little fan art of your little red panda. Maybe you're doing like a draw this in your style. I don't remember. That feels like so long ago, but I don't think it actually was. It might have been for the Secret Santa. Oh, that's right. It was. It was for the Secret Santa. I'm really glad that you remembered that because I clearly don't. Um, <laughs> but that was, yeah, that was like I think before we really knew each other very well. But that was mm -hmm. that was such a joy to draw. Did they do 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 you have any like desire to carry them into like a full story or like a zine or anything? Or is it just kind of your, your characters that you like to incorporate? I would love to make a zine someday, but I am so intimidated. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I don't know. I like, I feel like, so I like telling stories in my art. Mm -hmm. um, usually there's something happening in the story where like someone's kind of struggling a little bit or like, you know, there, there, there's an action happening in the drawing generally, mm -hmm. but um, I don't usually have like the beginning or the end of that story in my head. I usually only have the middle part where I drew <laughs> the moment. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 It, yeah it absolutely um, does. So like, I really wanted to do a zine at some point of my bodega cat of Sesame, but like, like maybe like a day in her life kind of zine but I couldn't figure out how to write it <laughs> <laughs> and then I got so scared and then I gave up <laughs> oh no 
Well, I'm, I'm deeply yeah, invested. I, I definitely in want to. Yeah. I want to make zines. I have two cat characters that I draw a lot. I have Sesame, the um, the convenience store cat, and I have Calpico, my, my, my baker cat. Yes! Um, and I really want to do, like, full stories for both of them. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I just don't know how to get from, like, wanting to make a story to actually making the story, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I get that. That's partially why I think I've kind of stayed away from zines, too, is because, like, the same thing. I always have, like, this one idea vignette in my head, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. but why can't they just be there? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, like, Ellie, that's one illustration. Like, that's what you're talking about is one <laughs> illustration. That's not a zine. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just i don't know how to do like the beginning part and the end part i don't yeah. know how to do the middle part i don't know how to get from <laughs> a to b at, in any capacity. i also think zines require like a simplicity in the illustration that i currently don't really do that's i i get and... that actually i'm actually really uh it's very validating that you said that because i also run into that issue of like i I so desperately want to figure out a way to simplify my art style a little bit so that I can mm-hmm. do things like that. Cause there's artists that I think are really good at that. Like having like their full on complex, like beautiful, elaborate style. And then they have sort of like a, not like watered down, but like a, like a sort of simplified quicker version that lends itself more to like a narrative Mm-hmm. And for the love of God, I cannot figure out how to do that for my art. Like I sit down to try to do it and then I just end up doing a super elaborate, <laughs> like I just <laughs> look up three hours later and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> like I did it again. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things I, we talked about, like lino cutting a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and block printing, I think one of the things that's been helpful for me um, with my interest in block printing is that it's forcing me to draw more simply Oh, because with block printing, you basically only have essentially black and white. Yeah. And you have Um, to, you have to like be so clear about which part is which and mm -hmm. like, yeah, like defining the image is a completely different beast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like I'm kind of practicing doing like simplifying my art with the lino cuts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really encouraged because people seem to like the lino cuts as well. Can confirm. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yes, can confirm. What would um, be like... So, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I lost my train of thought. I did too. <laughs> well, here we are. Um, <laughs> what would be like a future dream project that you would really love to do? Oh, I have a couple. Yes, I want to hear all um, of them. I really want to do a picture book. Ooh. Um, I don't know if it would be a book that I write because I, as I've mentioned, I don't feel (laughs) confident in my writing abilities, Um, but I would love to illustrate a picture book. It's a huge dream of mine. I think it'd be so fun. Like a children's Um, book or like a mm -hmm. something? Okay, beautiful. Like a children's book, like, like a, like a book for probably under age five. What would you like to write it about? Or like, is there a theme that you would really like to do? I just want to do animals. <laughs> just cute I don't want to drop people. <laughs> just cute animals and running a tea shop. Mm-hmm. That would be really cute. Animals it, running a tea shop. Yeah, like I want a little. I mean, not for not for 
not for a child like i want that <laughs> like i want I just feel like like children's know. books usually have like a message and i don't know if i have a message with my tea shop you can just... i feel like it's just people vibing <laughs> that's i think you know what in 2023 i feel like that is a message like you should just be vibing <laughs> Like, sometimes it's okay to just vibe yeah like sometimes sometimes you need to go find your friends and just vibe and mm -hmm. i think that's with a valid. cup of tea yeah i think that's valid <laughs> maybe the message is like slowing down because i feel like the world moves really fast nowadays honestly yeah like i think about that sometimes that like i because i have i have quite a few cousins who are all significantly younger than me and mm -hmm. i can't believe how busy they are like my little sister is so busy yeah 14 yeah like my my cousins are all around that age and like like I don't think enough things existed for my age for yeah me to be that busy when I was <laughs> that young like when I was my sister's age um like we had the internet, but it wasn't like the internet that it is today. You yeah, know? yeah. And like same. we didn't have TikTok. Yeah. And, like Instagram had just started. Yeah. I just, like things were just different yeah, back well, then, and like YouTube wasn't so like, like I feel like a lot of YouTube videos are like a full production now. But like yeah. back in the day, YouTube was just like some dude with a camera. It was so weird. Oh my god, YouTube was so weird when I was a teenager, but I loved it. People were wild. But yeah, I feel like like, it was more fun. It really was more. Fun. Honestly, it was more fun because you had like weird things like whatever Neil Cesariga was making at the time with like Potter mm -hmm. Puppet Pals and stuff. And like it was just weird yeah. people making fun things. And it was like, I feel like the pressure was the off. things that went viral when we were young, like like Potter Puppet Pals and like the rainbow guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, bless him. <laughs> I love the rainbow guy. Um, but like I think those things would never have gone viral if they had been put out today. They But like even even if they hadn't been done, I feel like they wouldn't have Yeah. Like they're not produced enough. Like the yeah. rainbow guy oh, that's a fair is point, just a yeah. guy being excited about rainbows. Yeah, that's a fair point. There was something right? kind like, of like novel about being able to see little windows into people's lives for the first time i think that was still kind mm -hmm. of like a novel concept about social media mm -hmm. back then and it was kind of a wholesome concept too in a way you know like yeah i i feel yeah, like that's why the rainbow video is so good that's why the rainbow video is so good it's so, and so lovely yeah like i it's weird because i do think like that's the part of social media and you know the internet that i wouldn't trade for anything is mm -hmm. the ability to connect with people that I would have never met and people with lives that I don't, you know, that are completely removed from my experience. Like, I think it's really legitimately important for people to have access to those things, like experiences outside their own. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I mean, we would have never met. Exactly. And what a tragedy that would be. And like, but, <laughs> but like the whole like, I don't know, I, th I feel like it is kind of a blessing for artists, especially because I think a lot of us were really isolated <laughs> when we were mm -hmm. growing up for whatever reason. So, like, that's kind of the part that I wouldn't want to trade for anything is, you know, this ability to connect with people that I love dearly, like people who have become mm -hmm. lifelong friends um, but at the same time, like, I am very grateful that I did not grow up with the pace that it is now. Because I don't, 
like, God, my anxiety is bad now. Like, I can't imagine what I would have been like as a teenager growing up with this. And I, I get worried mm-hmm. about teenagers now. Like, I, I'm. Yeah, I do too. I'm like, so I worried all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I really. About the youth. <laughs> yeah. I get really legitimately concerned about it because, like, mm-hmm. I, I keep telling my cousins, like, please have fun. Like, yeah. Oh please, my God. Please just do stuff because it's fun. Like, please just have hobbies. Please just do stupid stuff because you want to. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's so much easier to do that now than it will be later. What you do now is legitimately just not that big a deal. <laughs> like, it's just. It like, really isn't. It's really not. Like, nobody, yeah. Nobody cares what my GPA is anymore. That was that was a harsh reality. Nobody, I, nobody cares. I tell my sister this all the time because she's so worried about her grades and about getting into a good college. And let me tell you, I went to one of the, the most pre- prestigious colleges in the world. Mm-hmm. Not even in the country, in the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> C's get degrees, man. Like... <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, I get really worried. But anyway, all that to say, that was like a massive tangent. But all that to say, I think, I think if you made a children's book about slowing down, it would be incredibly topical and relevant. I want to talk about your Kickstarter because I'm really excited about this. And even in the time between, like, I think when I asked you to do this and now it's like blown up, going great. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. My Kickstarter is going great. Yeah. So I have always wanted to make a plushie. This is another dream project of mine. Um, and I, okay, so if you don't know this about me, I am I love plushies. I would never have guessed. That was sarcastic. <laughs> one, of the, was sarcastic. <laughs> one of the first things that Alan, my husband, ever got me when we were dating was a toasty plushie. Oh my God. It's like, it's like a loaf of bread. Oh, stop. That's so cute. <laughs> and now we've just accumulated because... Alan has figured out that the easiest way to make me happy is to just like buy me a plushie and they're like a relatively cheap thing yeah and it's gotten to the point where he's banned us from buying plushies because other people have caught on oh no like my friends give oh no and give me plushies oh no it's just uh (laughs) it's like so I'm a I'm a plushie enthusiast I I like soft squishy round things that are cuddleable yeah and Mm-hmm. And I've, I, so I've always really wanted to make a plushie. Um, and uh, I think, I can't remember, who, probably Anne's plushie. Oh, um, so Arcasian. Anne made a tiger plushie. And I was like, wait, I could make plushies. Yes. Classic. You know, like I could sometimes do that. you just need, you just need someone else to do it first. And then yep. you're like, oh yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Somebody like moderately close to your inner circle does it. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's attainable. Yeah. Yeah. I get so that. I actually ended up just messaging Anne and asking her like all about how she made her plushies. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hey, I could do that. Yeah. And then I decided to start small. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do, I actually, I have two big, bigger plushie plans <gasps> for the future. Oh my God. We're um, leak. A leak. Mm-hmm. <gasps> but I wanted to start with something really small. I wanted to start with something that would be relatively affordable to make and to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted it to, um, I, it was supposed to be, originally it was just going to be a keychain plushie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still a keychain plushie technically because it is attached to a keychain, but it is <laughs> rather large. It's like keychain and like the technicality of it more so than the mm-hmm. <laughs> function. 
Yeah, so it's 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 this bunny plushie that I designed, um, and it is a bunny in a dim sum basket, because the way that I draw bunnies, <laughs> it looks like a like a like a bow like a mm-hmm. like a bow bun, mm-hmm. and I loved the pun of a it being a bunny and it's a bun. It's a bow bun. <laughs> oh my god, I I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of devastated that I didn't realize the pun until you told me just now. <laughs> But it's such a good pun. Yeah, Yeah, so so she's a little white bunny, and she's in a dim sum basket, and um, she's got a little carrot on her head that everybody thinks is a flower, but it is (laughs) supposed to be a carrot that's cut like a flower. I... I will I will help you crusade for this. This is it's a carrot. I will remind everybody that it's a carrot. It's everybody is like the, the that's not a carrot. It's a flower. Why isn't it like a fun color? And I'm like it's a carrot because she's a dim sum bun. She's a bunny. And in dim sum you get like like under your your dim sum thing like your your shumai or your um shrimp dumpling or whatever. There's usually like a little piece of carrot. Yeah. To help it not stick to the basket. Yeah. So that's why she's got a carrot on her head. Uh, I anyway, I thought I was really smart. I think it's incredibly it's, clever now that it's been explained it's, to me. I have no one else gets it. I think it's incredibly clever. But yeah, so I wanted to start small. And then I figured uh, it was my first ever Kickstarter. So I was like, if this one does well, then maybe that's like the go ahead for making my other big plushy plans. Um. Yeah, I'm so excited. Our... And Bow is now fully funded. Oh, congratulations! I'm so I'm so excited. happy. I'm over the moon for you. And also, she's just so freaking cute. Like, ugh, I just, ugh, I just want to like, I I want to pinch her little ear. She's so cute. <laughs> she's actually a great stress ball. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Like, whenever I'm, like, kind of anxious or stressed out while I'm working, I'll just, because she sits on my table, I'll just, just her grab her and then, like, squish her tummy a little bit. And she's fine, because she's a plushie. She'll and be then, okay. Yeah. And then I'll feel better afterwards. <laughs> How could you not, though? Like, she has, she's just the perfect shape for it. She's absolutely a dream. Can you give any other, like, insight into food, into what yes. these big plushies okay. might be? So... As I've talked about my obsession with my two cat characters <gasps> who have full backstories, right? One is Sesame, the convenience store cat, and the other is Calpico, the baker cat. They're both girls. They may or may not be girlfriends. I haven't decided. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to do a big project where um, I get both of them made as plushies, oh like larger plushies. Oh, my God. And they will come in theory... I haven't made them yet, mm-hmm. um, but in theory, they will come with an enamel pin c- collection that <gasps> will be unlocked, like, you know, as like, what are they called? Uh, stretch goals on Kickstarter. Yeah. So Sesame, the convenience store cat, will have little Asian snacks as the enamel pins. Oh, my God. And oh then Calpico, the bigger cat, will have little, like, baked goods and bread items as the enamel pins. Oh, my god oh my gosh my like and i have all these ideas for like um like those um pin, what are they called pin banners yeah 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 so you can hang them i have ideas for that oh my gosh 
my little, I really, my, I'm my really excited. My collector brain is going haywire right now. Like I, oh my gosh, I, I love a good like themed collection. Of I want to make them so badly. I can't make them anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably, I probably won't make them at least until the end of the year, if not next year, because they're going to be really expensive to make. And also yeah. because everyone just got bow, I want to give people a break. Like, I don't want to be like, here's another plushie, please buy it. Fun <laughs> you know? this now. Yes, I understand. Absolutely. And Bao deserves the spotlight for a little bit because she worked mm-hmm. really hard to be as cute as she is. And <laughs> she she does deserve the, the limelight for a little bit longer. I, I do adore mm-hmm. her. But I love that idea. Yeah, I'm really thrilled about, about my cats. Also, also, internet people love cats. People on the internet are feral about cats. You are This is a hot tip for people who want to grow their social media. Just draw cats. Draw cats. <laughs> it's fine. Like I'm giving away trade cat. secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's been like the secret to the Instagram algorithm all along is like it's always What if Instagram is just run by cats? I feel like Instagram would be a better platform if it were run by cats. That's a fair point. I was going to say, I feel like that, to some degree, explains the chaos <laughs> and the <laughs> and the uh, apparent nonsensicalness of the algorithm. But if it was, in fact, just run by, like, an office of stray cats. <laughs> Can you imagine an office of cats? I feel like someone should draw that. I want to be there. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I want to work. It's an office of cats plus Ellie. Just me. It's just me. I'm the CEO. Like you, I, you're no, 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 no. The cats are obviously running the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You're just there to feed them and give them oh, pets. Oh, I'm need like it. the secretary. I'm like the person mm-hmm. with the cart with the donuts on it. Yes, who, exactly. Like, has to make all the coffee runs. I'm Anna Hathaway and Devil Wears Prada for the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're absolutely right. And Meryl Streep is a cat. And Meryl Streep is a hundred cats. <laughs> <laughs> we have our zine. We did it. <laughs> so something that I really love asking is how would you like your art to make someone feel when they look at it? So I made a promise to myself. Um, in 2017, oh. yes, in 2017, oh. I made a promise myself because, um, I started, I, so I started drawing again after I graduated college in 2016. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was going through, well, I was in a relationship mm-hmm. with a guy that was really awful. Mm. And, um, in 2016, we broke up, mm-hmm. which was, I was really devastated, but like, it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it tends to go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, And I looked back through my sketchbook that I had been drawing in Mm -hmm. through 2016 to 2017. Mm -hmm. And I realized everything that I drew looked really sad. Oh, no. And like, I didn't want to look at my sketchbook because it was sad. It just reminded me of this guy who sucked and like (laughs) hurt me really badly. And then also I could tell that like while I was drawing those things, I was also sad because like, like, the guy didn't suck at the end. Like, the guy kind of sucked the whole time. Yeah. That's also how, <laughs> you know? how it goes, I think. Yeah. I, I <laughs> so that. you, like, so, like, you're in the moment. Like, in the moment when you're drawing, you're kind of like, oh, this, like, you're not having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So 
So I made a promise to myself in 2017 that I didn't want to look back at my art and feel sad. And so I very actively try very hard to draw things that hopefully will bring someone a little bit of joy, even if they're having the worst possible day. And like, that's it. That's all I want my art to do. I I wasn't expecting to get emotional during this interview, but here we are. I think that's, I think that's really lovely. Um, Do you think about it in terms of like what, uh, I I guess in a way what that sounds like to me is kind of like leaving something for your future self to find? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I just want to draw things that I think like devastated 2017 CC Mm -hmm. would look at and be like, and like smile. Like I want to draw things that when I'm at my worst like place i want to i want it to help me feel less bad it's kind of an exercise in like um learning how to pull the joy out of any moment Mm -hmm. i guess Mm -hmm. like yeah getting into the habit of when you sit down and draw like not not necessarily like ignoring the bad things in your life but just like maybe reminding yourself of the things you love is a better way to put mm-hmm. it. That's also why I think I like to draw a lot of like vignettes of kind of day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're animal characters so it's not going to be like realistic, but it's like animals like buying something from a convenience store or they're going like strawberry picking or they're baking a cake or yeah. you know like they're they're day-to-day things yeah. but they're like joyful. So I like try to draw things that like are are moments that everyone can relate to and like reminds people of how happy life can be. Yeah, because it's nothing it's nothing extraordinary. It's just like a it's it's the It's like the moments. simple joy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really beautiful way to put it. because um, there's also I think one of my favorite things about your art is that this is gonna sound really cheesy and I don't know how to put this a better way. <laughs> but um <laughs> I I one of my favorite things about your art is that there's a lot of friendship in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that there's just All like... All my characters are friends. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite things about your art. And I think that is mm-hmm. why I always get a lot of joy out of it. Besides, like, how obviously very cute it is and, like, the beautiful colors and, like, you know, all of the technical reasons that I really love it. I think why mm-hmm. I always get joy out of your art is because it shows, like, these really lovely healthy supportive friendships just like Mm -hmm. playing out in day-to-day life and like the idea of like romanticizing your life and romanticizing your friends and like just leaning all the way in and making it feel beautiful and special all the time because really it is Mm -hmm. like yeah friendships are beautiful and special exactly like it doesn't have to be something grandiose like it really can be just like going to the store together to spend time together Mm -hmm. and put together like a little picnic you know Mm -hmm. where we yeah i just hope people i just hope people smile when they see my art (laughs) (laughs) i think you got that down i think you nailed that um What's the frog's name? You have a frog. The frog's name is currently Guacua, but I might change it. Mm. All of our, all of my characters have food names. Oh, okay. Except for, except for the frog. Oh. <laughs> because so sesame, obviously. Yeah. Calpico is a Asian drink. Mm, yes. Um, bao is a bun. A bao. Um, the bee is Jam the bee, named after our lovely friend James Cabrero. Oh, Jam Jam. <laughs> 
Um, but jam is also food. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and then there's the wolf slash dog character that's named Honey. The red panda is named Kimchi. So the frog really breaks the rules here. The frog is a rebel. Yeah. So I might I might end up changing um their name. I just haven't decided what it could be. Um, but currently it's guaqua because that's the sound that frogs make in Chinese. <laughs> That's absolutely yeah. it. Do you have any projects coming up that you've already started that you're really excited for that you want to share? I have a tote bag that's coming up. <gasps> I didn't know that. I designed... you have a tote bag. Yeah, I secretly designed a tote bag. Um, it's oh being God. screen printed in Brooklyn. I have oh to God. go. I have to like switch three different trains or something to go pick them up. Oh no! <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't want to pay for shipping. <laughs> oh my God! That's such a mood, though. So I'm going to go pick them up in like two weeks or something. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Um, but yeah, I, I have tote bags. Um, what else am I making? I'm doing some pride stuff. I'm excited about that. <gasps> Ooh, what are you making for pride? I have this sticker that I'm designing. Um, it's going to say we're cute and we're queer. I love it. Oh my gosh, because you did um, I already sketched it out. You did some last mm -hmm. year too, right? Or the year before? Yeah, yeah, I did. I do I do a little bit of Pride stuff every year. Yes. I think Ideally, I eventually it will be like a big collection of Pride things. I love that. You know? yeah. But I add on to it every year. Yeah, I have a couple. Um, I think I have a couple stickers from it. Mm -hmm. in my yeah, show. I didn't mention this, but I am also queer. Yes. <laughs> Just, yeah, but that's really, really exciting. That was one of the things that... Mm -hmm. um, that next year I really, really want to do as well as a big, a big pride collection. I can't wait. I think would be cool. Or just any collection. I would really like to just make art again. <laughs> like <laughs> rich of me to talk about uh, collections when I have not drawn anything and like. Listen, you're just work, working really hard towards that collection. I'm just, in the I'm just thinking really hard about it. I'm just like, yeah dedicating I mean, so much brain I mean, for space. me, I need to think about it first before yes. I make something. You know, I've heard that that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told. I mean, sometimes you can make stuff with no thoughts, you know? You can be head empty and make oh, things. I really wish I could. I wish I was that kind of person. I am so jealous of people who can just, like, doodle and just, like, mindlessly make things. I feel like I could do that at one point in time. You know what makes me insanely jealous mm. are people who just like have sketchbooks that they just doodle like people in. Yes. Are you thinking? I'm thinking about Fran. <laughs> yeah. Like Fran yeah. or like Shy does this. Cheyenne Barton does this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, Cheyenne's amazing. People at it. who just have these beautiful sketchbooks and yep. they're just like, they're just like, I'm going to work on my sketchbook and draw a page. And then like two hours later, they have a full page of beautifully layered line drawings of people mm. and like doodles. I can't do that. I can't. I don't do either. that. Like I don't keep I don't really keep a paper sketchbook. Yeah, I used to and I used to be really good about um like I wouldn't I I would never doodle people, but I would doodle plants a lot. Like mm -hmm. I would go out and I would sketch the plants that were growing around my apartment. 
Um, That's so wonderful. It is wonderful, actually, because it was like I had just moved to Indiana and it was kind of my way of because like I didn't recognize a lot of the plants here. It's a completely different mm-hmm. ecosystem than what I was used to. So that was partially like how I kind of, I guess, introduced myself to Indiana was like I would find cool plants and I would draw them and I would sketch them and then I would go back and like learn what they were and you know what their role was in the local wildlife that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. but uh and so I would do that and I somewhere along the way just kind of ran out of plants I guess but I really want to get back into doing that I would love to like start taking a sketchbook to like gardens or conservatories here and mm-hmm. start sketching plants again because that, that that would be so fun you should yeah. definitely do that yeah like but yeah i i am really jealous of like i i don't understand how they do that with people like i know because i know yeah I, know, I don't i know that people like will just go people watching and doodle the people they see in their sketchbooks and i want to be able to do that so badly <laughs> see, okay i can't do that because i can't remember yeah things yeah <laughs> And like, I also feel I like, explain that. but no, I know what you mean. Cause like I would, I have a really difficult time remembering specifics. Like I couldn't remember vibes. <laughs> like I could yeah, probably. But like if a person walks by in like a cute dress, yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, that's a cute dress. But literally two seconds later, I could not tell you what color the dress is. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell you anything about it or draw it in any meaningful way. <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand how people do. I think it's because my head, my brain is just empty. Yeah. Honestly, that's where I'm at too, I think. It's, it's just, just, it's just, there's nothing going on no. up there. I used up all of my brain in college. Okay. Oh, and now we're just coasting through life. Oh my gosh. I look back at university me and I truly don't understand how she functioned or existed. I'm just like I was so smart. Yeah. Once upon a time. Right? Like I was so cool in college. <laughs> and I was so smart in grad school. And now I'm just like, who's she? Could not be me. <laughs> like <laughs> I just she feels so far removed from who I am as a human being now and like I can't wait for like your cousins and my little sister to grow up and be at this point in their life where they're just also like wow remember that time we did calculus yeah like (laughs) I wonder if it's just like a shift in priorities and like I don't know I just don't maybe it's this feels so pessimistic to say, but maybe it is really that I just don't care anymore about, about anything. Calculus? Well, oh. def- definitely not that. I mean, yes, you're correct. Um, I don't think there was ever a point in time in which I cared about calculus. <laughs> 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 or was required to, to be fair. But, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like my energy is just reserved for such specific things now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the like, world is on fire. like we don't use our our energy to remember things that we learned in high school and college. No, absolutely not. I use my. We energy. use it to, to like remember that you need to do the laundry today, and you need to like yes. cook food because otherwise there's nothing to eat, and yes. you can't afford to buy food. Yep. Or like you know, like all of our energy is spent trying to survive in an exceedingly expensive world in an exceedingly expensive and horrifying world honestly yeah like yeah i feel like our energy just got i don't think it's that you don't care i think it's just that we don't have time 
Yeah, I think that's a better way to put it. Because I don't consider myself an apathetic person. I don't think I'm capable yeah. of being an apathetic person. But I, maybe it's more, like, maybe the problem is the opposite. Maybe the problem is that I have spent too long caring so much that I just spent myself a little bit along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard. I think it's... Like, I... There's so many things in the world that are, like, really awful and that you want to care about and yeah. remember and, like make sure those things are honored mm-hmm. yeah that's by like knowing about them or remembering them yes that's um, a good way to put it and yeah. things like that but like also it's hard to put food on the table sometimes a lot and, of the time in fact <laughs> yeah and so like you sometimes you just don't have the energy for both and i think that's fine honestly like i think yeah like it's i mean it's not fine that it's put food on the table but i think it's fine that like you have to prioritize your energy towards like making sure that you are alive and okay i think first that's true before you can care about other things yeah i think that's a fair point i think maybe the past few years are just kind of like what you said like learning how to source art from joy instead as opposed to like sourcing it from being really sad which is definitely what i used to do Hmm. I mean, I think I think that it's beautiful what what people can do with their sadness and yes. the art that they can make. Yes. Um. I am not one of those people. Mm. I leave that to the people who can do make art out of their sadness. <laughs> I when I'm sad, I can't do anything. Mm. Like, like when I'm sad, like when I was in college, I figured out I found out that I had depression, mm-hmm. and. I've noticed since that when I am like in a dark place, I, I'm like really apathetic. Mm. I like, I can't like getting out of bed is hard. Taking a shower is hard. Doing anything is hard. Like I can't even knit when I'm sad. Mm. Like, it's just like, I don't, there's, there's, I'm just empty. Mm -hmm. So I can't make art when I'm empty. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I mean, it is energy, like regardless Mm -hmm. of, regardless of what kind of energy is it's still it's all energy at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so so like the only art especially since i made that promise to myself Mm -hmm. like sometimes i i get up in the morning and i realize that like today's not a day for art today's a day for packing orders or a day for sitting on the couch and scrolling through tiktok Mm -hmm. and it's been a big journey for me to get to a point where like i am okay with having those days yeah because I definitely am very much like a productive, <laughs> like I overwork myself all the time. Yes, you do. I wasn't going to say it, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yes, but yes. it's gotten, I'm finally kind of more at the point where I'm like, okay, if I have to take a day off, like I can actually take a day off. Like it's not going to be a big deal. Well, I think that's um, also good to know about yourself when it's your job too, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of the biggest things for going full time. Yeah. I was so anxious, like constantly about whether or not I was going to be able to make enough money um, to survive because, I mean, the world is expensive and New York City is even more so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I live with, I, I mean, I, I live with someone. When I went full time, I was already living with my now husband. Mm-hmm. So like it, like I knew I had him to fall back on, but I think like in my poor because i grew up in a way that like very much was you have to be self-sufficient and like take care of yourself yeah and not rely on other people it was very much like i was constantly worried like i had to work like 
10, 12 hours a day because otherwise I wouldn't make enough money to survive. And then I'd have to find a real job. And I'm finally, after being full-time for a year and a half now, I think, I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like, actually, I can take a day off and, like, the my my website isn't going to burn down, you know? No. Like, it's going to be fine. No, and it's kind of like, you'll, I mean, like, I, I always, I'm, I'm careful about how I say this to myself because I don't want everything to revolve around, like, me being my best, like, productive self, but... Mm -hmm taking days off does mean that my art is also better when I do make it. And it means that I'm better for my, when I do sell my art, it means that I'm better for my customers too, because mm -hmm. I did take that time to myself. And I don't want that to be the only reason that I do it, but it, it does in the end work out best for everybody to mm -hmm. take. That I mean, time. also like my art is not as good when I'm empty. Right. Yeah, for sure. So like, why would I waste that time trying yeah. to force myself to create something? Yeah, I think that's a really when good like clearly my body is trying to tell me, like my my brain and my body are trying to tell me to like knock it off. Yeah, <laughs> take a break. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to know about yourself. Because um, mm -hmm. yeah, like art does take energy, and I, I for me it's been really important to start distinguishing, like not or to stop distinguishing between like classifying it as good energy or bad energy like it's all just energy and mm -hmm. i can do whatever i want with it <laughs> like mm -hmm. i have a finite amount and it goes to mm -hmm. something <laughs> mm -hmm. you have a finite amount of energy and every day when you wake up you have a different amount of energy yeah from the day before and the day after yeah. that's one of the things that i've been learning in therapy oh my gosh it's huge and is like understanding that like even when i want to give 100 percent and it's a bad day, I am giving 100%. It's just that that 100% is not the same as, like, the 100% yeah, from like the scale a good is day. Different. Yeah, like, the, mm -hmm. the, the, like, the, like, your stamina bar, to use a video game reference, like, your mm -hmm. stamina exactly. bar changes every day. Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. a really, really wonderful way to put it. It's hard to compare yourself, like, day to day, and really, I don't recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I very I'm really bad about comparing. Like I'll be like, "Oh, today was a good day. I was really productive. I did like 10 things off my to-do list or whatever." And then the next day I'll be tired. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah. And then I'll be like, "Damn it. I didn't do all the things on my to-do list and there were only like five things." Yeah. Like, I'm a failure. And it's like, "No, you just worked 13 hours yesterday." Yeah. <laughs> and and predictably you now need to recover from doing that <laughs> like, <laughs> and that is acceptable and your 100 mm -hmm. today really can be just like remembering to do the laundry mm -hmm. like that's remembering to do the laundry is so hard it's so hard but i also have favorite shirts that i get really bummed out if i can't wear them so that that typically i just did the laundry because um my husband bought me a shirt for my birthday amazing from uniqlo it's a snoopy <gasps> shirt oh my God. and it's so cute and i wore it today because I, it's clean i just did the laundry right oh. but now it's dirty because i wore it today and oh, it was no. hot oh no which means i can't wear it again and yeah. i'm very bummed about so, it So well see you'll be incentivized to do your laundry again soon <laughs> not too soon <laughs> uh well, see, thank you so much for talking to me and spending time with me. And 
Yeah, thank you for hanging out with me. And telling me all about your story and your beautiful work and all of the beautiful things in it. And I want you to make a zine. <laughs> Just so you know. About you? Uh, well, and yeah, well, the office cats? Sure, yes, let's do that. Yeah. If you, yes. <laughs> I will, I, I would like that very much. But um, I would, I would, I fully support you making a children's book at some point too, because I think that would just be a delight. I would love to. Uh, it would be, I would, I would need to figure out how to write and I would need to carve out a lot of time. You can do it. But I, I can do it. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm taking away from this. I think is that like that toxic trait is also a good trait. <laughs> mm hmm. But I could it's a good too. energy to have, you know. You it can like look at a sweater too. at a at a store and be like, "Yeah, I could make that." <laughs> so, where can people find you if they would like to pursue your art further? Um, I am CC Art Cafe on pretty much all platforms, I think. But I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, kind of, um, and on Patreon and, and on YouTube. And I love your and Twitch. Twitch. I love your Twitch. Yes, so much. I stream twice a week sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and it's chaos and it's the best kind of chaos. It's wonderful chaos. And I post YouTube videos every, every like kind of weekly, semi weekly. Well, thank you for joining me, and I guess I'll see you at our knitting night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>